ಸ್ಥಿರೈರಂಗೈಸ್ತುಷ್ಟುಭಾಗುಂಸ್ತನೂಭಿಸ್ತೇವಿಷ್ವೇದಸ್ತೇನಸ್ತಾಕ್
if our health is good, we praise you with that good health. And then what? Devahitam. Devahitam yadayuhu. So we, we praise that which is ordained by Bhagavan as long as we may live, as long as life span exists. And may we enjoy this, Yashema, may we enjoy doing this as long as we are alive. And may we praise the glory of the Jagat, the glory of Bhagavan. And may our lifespan be dedicated to honoring Bhagavan in the form of all the laws of the Jagat. And then, Swastina Naha Indraha. Swasti means may there be well-being for us. From who? From Indra. Who is himself Vridhashrava, whose fame exceeds all the continents and all the lokas. And so may Indra make us famous, just like himself, in our studies, in our life, in our lives. And then Swastinaha Pusha. Vishwaveda. Pusha means the, the sun, the omniscient sun. May the sun Bhagavan bless us with all the good things. Who is all, Vishwaveda means all pervasive. Tarkshya Garuda. May Garuda, you know, destroy all the obstacles. Garuda is a celestial bird and uh, it, uh, it is uh, auspicious, it's like a white eagle. And may this eagle, this celestial bird, destroy all the obstacles in our path. And that is Arishta Nemihi, the destroyer of all obstacles. And may Brihaspati, Bhagavan in the form of knowledge, is called Brihaspati, the teacher of the gods. Dadhatu, give us freedom from obstacles, freedom from ignorance. So that is basically the prayer and it's a very very nice prayer and uh, perhaps we can Xerox it and put it um, on the site some, sometime and we can chant alongside that will be nice. So somewhere there will be a printout and uh, I, I, I can do that sometime, maybe next next week we can do that. So, this is the prayer and the Shanti Mantra, the fact that there is a Shanti Mantra makes it seem like a very important study. And we have already seen what the Upanishad is. Upani are prefixes to that which destroys, that which leaves no trace of what? The self-ignorance and that which definitely takes one back to oneself. This is Upanishad. And so this Upanishad, you know, is called Kaivalya. Kaivalya means Kevalasya Bhava Kaivalya. Kevalasya Bhavaha. Kevalasya Bhavam Kaivalyam. Very interesting how to know how these Upanishads are titled. There is one Upanishad called Keno Upanishad. Kena means by whom? So what does this mean? By whom Upanishad? <laughs> because it is titled after the first word. Because the rishis who channeled 
the Upanishads, it is believed, did not put their uh, imprint on it. They did not claim the knowledge as their own. So they just left it like that. But you have to refer to and distinguish the Upanishads, correct? And so therefore, sometimes it is named after the first word, like Keno Upanishad, Prasht, uh, sorry, Isha Upanishad, Isha Vasyamidam Sarvam, that's the first line, Isha Upanishad. And some others are named because of the content, like Prashna Upanishad. Prashna means question. It's not that the Upanishad is asking the question. Mm -hmm. Students are asking six questions in that Upanishad. The Upanishad comprises six questions which the students are putting forth. And that is what is called, that's why it is called Prashna Upanishad. And here, the Kaivalya, the word comes from the last, last stanza, last mantra. And if you look at the last mantra, you will see the word Kaivalya there. Very beautiful. Yeah. So, Tasmadevam Viditvainam Kaivalyam Phalamashnute. Kaivalyam Phalamashnuta Iti. Kaivalyam Phalam Ashnute. Ashnute means what? Gains. Literally eats, enjoys, gains. What does the pers person gain? Kaivalyam. You will see that. The abstract noun of Kevala, which means only, not lonely, only. You know, Tasmad means therefore, evam, uh, evam viditva enam, having understood this Upanishad in the manner that it is supposed to be understood, one gains this Kaivalya. Don't think of it as lonely, because you don't need to study the Upanishad in order to feel lonely, correct? Why? One already feels lonely. Yeah, that is the disconnection, that is the fear, that is samsara. And so if the person is told that after studying this Upanishad you will feel lonely, everybody will run away. And so therefore, kevala means only. The only thing that there is, that which is whole, that which is limitless, that which happens to be the truth of you, is the only thing that there is, it is called Kevala. The abstract noun of that is Kaivalya. You know? And that which reveals that onlyness as the truth of yourself. So basically this, this Upanishad is a journey from loneliness to discovering the onlyness. Not that the word onlyness is a word, but just for the sake of understanding. So now, I told you that in every Upanishad there is a dialogue. And the dialogue gives us an understanding that this is not a belief-based thing. This is something that is based on one's own interest to know. And the person who has interest to know also has a lot of questions a lot of notions that need to be dropped comes from a certain infrastructure that needs to be interrogated and so in the process of receiving this knowledge there will be a lot of questions and to show that there is a dialogue a special kind of dialogue that we saw last time what is it called samvada not vada which is between friends not jalpa some kind of bad argument not vitanda some speaking with a vengeance to put the other person down. 
but samvada a special talk between the teacher and the students where the student listens to the teacher with reverence and uh, and wants to be transformed as a result of this listening and so here we have a story every upanishad not all of them but most of them begin with what is called an akhyayika akhyayika means a story where the characters are named and so there are some other stories in the upanishad where the characters are not named that is not called akhyayika but the story where you have the name of the of the characters is called akhyayika and in this akhyayika the you know like for example in the kathopanishad we have an akhyayika it's a conversation between who and who nachiketa and lord yama it's a story nachiketa was banished to yama yamaloka and then what happened in yamaloka he met yama he met lord yama and asked him for this knowledge so like this there is a story so when you take the word akhyayika you should not think of a story with a plot like the bollywood movies you know bollywood movies will have a certain plot you know rich girl marries poor boy or falls in love with a poor boy and then what and first the parents don't know then you know then there has to be a tree in the picture because they will sing songs it's all a musical yeah they sing songs and dance around the tree there has to be a few trees that they run around and sing songs and then everybody lives happily ever after that is not the upanishad stories <laughs> yeah that is bollywood and without the tree without the songs nobody will see those movies you know and likewise without these akhyayikas i think that it is to it is to uh, what is that manda madhyama adhikarina so for the persons who are qualified but who are still looking for some little way to connect to the 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 whole situation they're looking for a story something to hang themselves you know to get a little uh, stable on somewhere to follow the story is given so that the story has many purposes first it is for manda and madhyama adhikaris because the adhikaris the ones who are qualified to gain this knowledge as we will see come in grades there are qualifications and then there are qualifications the qualifications apply to everybody but the one who wants this knowledge really badly and wants it right now does not need a story and the one who has complete emotional maturity and does not fall asleep as soon as the shanti mantra is recited does not require a story does not require any entertainment because tatvamasi is this live entertainment that itself is entertaining enough to know that i am i am not what i thought i am not this you know body mind sense complex i am the whole you know you don't need any other thing this itself is complete but everybody come, doesn't come from the same situation correct sometimes the shama is there dama is gone missing dama is there shama is not there all that we'll see now but certain qualifications are there and certain qualifications are not there in full measure 
and the mind is you know chitta nishchalyam is not there chitta nishchalata nishchala means chala means what chala means moves yeah nishchala doesn't move chitta the inner instrument the mind so a mind that does not move is called chitta nishchala chitta but here the chitta nishchalyam is not there and why is it not there because two distractions are too many you know so chitta nishchalata means the calming down of the mind for that we need some antaranga sadhana inner practices such as meditation you know and so therefore if that is not there or for many other reasons the mind is distracted so the story will will hook the person in will bring the person from where they are it the, the upanishad as i said she is so loving that she comes to you where you are and so even the most distracted person should sit up and say oh lord yama oh nachiketa oh let me find out what happened oh then what happened so then the person is interested to sit and listen not once but until the story completes itself until it culminates in the knowledge of the self the person's interest is kept for those who need that then the second purpose the akhyayika or the story these small small stories serve especially when when we have the characters that are named is that they it will always be the story of someone famous it's not that some shapa drama you know somebody who just sits and eats and sleeps he went to a teacher and gained the knowledge that nobody is interested correct but when you say someone like uh, shaunaka who is this shaunaka the student in the mundakopanishad shaunako habai mahashalah angirasam gurum vidhivat upasannaf papricha so this you know shaunaka not an ordinary roadside shaunaka maybe it's a common name no no shaunaka who is qualified by the title mahashalah the most giving person the one who has a huge hall what's the big deal even in my basement there is a big hall people can think like that especially indian immigrants in this country they will bring build a big hall in the basement and then what that is uh, converted into a storage space it's converted into a theater some games you know ping pong and all those things home theater all these things but here he has a big hall not for his own enjoyment but it's a place where he does annadanam what is annadanam the serving of food giving of food he practices giving away a lot of food and why because he's always doing yagyas and each yagya is incomplete without annadanam and so when you understand this that this not the roadside shaunaka some roadside romeo going in for this knowledge no that's not inspiring but this shaunaka who had everything so in order to do annadanam what do you need paisa you need money correct without money however you can't beg rice from the neighbor and do annadanam that's not correct so you need money 
you need all kinds of resources you need uh, you know money to build a big hall then you need money for the fire ritual and then you invite all these people whoever needs food comes and they all have a square meal frequently and so such a person who has everything that one can desire we find this person leaving everything and going to the teacher and saying kon vasmin you know what what is it that knowing one thing everything else can be known what is that that i am missing i have everything everybody thinks i have everything and i also intellectually feel i know i have everything but somehow there is an emptiness a loneliness what is that so when shaunaka approaches the teacher for this knowledge then we sit up because shaunaka is not an ordinary person he is a sage some of the ved uh, uh, mantras in the veda are attributed to him so he is a learned man a learned person is is approaching the teacher and a person who is famous is approaching the teacher so therefore it gives the doubt the doubting thomas student a lot of courage because to come to vedanta needs a certain courage you can't have a pup pup heart what is that the one that's always jumping into the throat mm. a frog heart you know oh what will happen if i don't get this knowledge pup 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 what will happen if i do get this knowledge really speaking you know the fear of success and fear of failure are one and the same thing there's no difference mm. it's just fear it attaches to failure and then if the failure is going to look like it's going to turn into success then it attaches to success <laughs> silly thing so therefore you know when we find that such a famous person from a famous lineage has gone and approached a teacher even though the person was rich and always it emphasizes that the person was very well off and even though the person was well off they are going to get that from the teacher which obviously all their resources all their big hall big enough to roll around is not going to accomplish so then the student who is reading this upanishad or learning this upanishad is is empowered to say okay i'm not the only one even shaunaka did this correct mm-hmm. yeah so that is the second purpose purpose of the story in the upanishad very beautiful if you really look at it and the third purpose is for the sake of what is called brahma vidyastutyartham brahma vidyastuti stuti means praise praise of this knowledge like look all these famous famous people are going to gain this knowledge so this knowledge is not like the knowledge of any other thing in the universe and so you, you know this is something to be gained so brahma vidyastuti and that is why again in the mundaka upanishad we have the whole lineage given in the beginning at the outset om brahma devanam prathamas sambhuva विश्वस्य कर्ता भुवनस्य गोप्ता स ब्रह्म विद्याम सर्व विद्या वरिष्ठाम अथर्वाय ज्येष्ठ पुत्राय प्राह दिस ब्रह्मा जी हैड दिस नॉलेज विद हिम द द द वन हु इज अस्क्राइब्ड विद द फंक्शन ऑफ क्रिएटिंग भगवान इन द फॉर्म ऑफ द क्रिएटर एंड गेव इट टू हिज एल्डेस्ट सन देन द एल्डेस्ट सन देन गेव इट टू समबडी एल्स एंड देन समबडी एल्स एंड समबडी एल्स एंड देन यू नो शौनका वेंट टू दैट पर्सन हु वाज टॉट you know who was descend who was a direct descendant from the student of brahma ji 
So like this, it gives confidence. So this Brahma Vidya Stuti, Stuti means the praise of this knowledge. And why should this knowledge which is should be praised? You know, the infinite, the knowledge of the infinite, does it need praise? And can you praise that which is limitless? Anything, any words of praise are going to fall short. But here we are talking of the limited minds. Yeah, the limited minds. And so for these reasons, the Akhyaika becomes very important to follow. And so here also, and oh, the, the, the last purpose is to show that this knowledge can only be gained from a teacher. Because in all these Akhyaikas, these story lines, there is one common thing. There is one or many students, more than one student, and then there will always be one teacher. Pippaladaha was the name of the teacher in the Prashnopanishad. In the Kenopanishad, there is two student and teacher, but they are not, you know, they are not named. And therefore, it doesn't begin with a story. So, so the story comes later. It's very interesting in that Upanishad. And uh, so here, this uh, the the purpose, the final purpose of the Akhyaika is to understand this this precise point. And what is that point? That I have to gain the knowledge properly from the proper source. This is not about sitting and reading the Upanishad. What are you going to understand? You know, it's not sitting and reading it. And it's not trying to figure it out. It is not analyzing it. It is not trying to read something with my own infrastructure. Because the problem is the fact that my own infrastructure is coming in the way of my knowing this knowledge. And so the infrastructure has to be dealt with even as I give up or suspend that in infrastructure to gain this knowledge. And so the problem is one, it's a contradiction in terms the, the knower who wants to know has to know the knower. That's a contradiction in terms. And because of this reason, because the knower is already endowed with certain ideas about what the self is and what the self is not. Well, like I told you in the introductory lectures that you know I am helpless, I am hopeless, I am an idiot, I am not good enough seeking validation, seeking approval and that, that primary feeling of those uh, that I am a wanting person is the one who is trying to figure out that I am a non-wanting person. It can never happen. So therefore the knowledge has to come from someone who is equipped to teach this knowledge, who has herself or himself studied the knowledge under the proper auspices of another teacher and, and only then the knowledge can be understood. To underscore this point, the Akhyaika repeatedly shows the meeting of the student with the teacher. So here too, there, there are two uh, uh, you know, characters. One is called the sage Ashvalayana. Ashvalayana, the son of Ashvalayana. Ashvalayana apatyam Ashvalayana. That's his name. And then he is considered a very evolved sage. In fact, he channeled the Rig Veda, perhaps after gaining this knowledge. <laughs> and then and then he is also associated, Ashvalayana's name is associated with the Ashvalayana Sutras. 
you know traditionally when you introduce yourself in india what you do is you you say your veda which family of which uh, which veda your family practices in your lineage you say which sutra baudhayana sutra apastamba sutra ashvalayana sutra gautama all these there are four uh, sutras and so you say the name of the rishi whose sutra means he they know how the technicalities of how to live in the day to day there may, there may be so many you know it's just like if you make the same recipe you know something common you make banana bread in in five families there will be different recipes correct and if you go to each family they will say this is how we have been doing it this recipe was got from grandma great grandma we put cinnamon somebody else will say no 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 we put cardamom and this is our recipe so similarly in the matters of religious uh, you know uh, worship and uh, the leading of the life day to day what are certain uh, uh, rules to be followed the, the sutra means the, those are the sutras that guide us and ashvalayana is credited with being the author of one of the four uh, sutras so this is a very exalted person this is not a nobody not some kind of a person who had nothing better to do this is an exalted thinking person and this man approaches the teacher and who is the teacher prajapati prajapati is brahma ji uh, you know prajanam patihi brahma ji himself and brahma ji seems to have an abiding presence in the atharva veda mundaka also he is there and so he approaches prajapati and says please teach me this knowledge so let us read om om adha ashvalayana ashvalayana bhagavantam bhagavantam parameshtinam निगूढ़ा उपनिषद नेम फॉर भगवान गिवन बाय उपनिषद रूटवर्ड वब अव Avar to protect. Avar plus manin etymologically becomes Om ultimately. That which protects Bhagavan protects Om. And if you read, if you study the Mandukya Upanishad, 
where the Om is imbued with the status of being, the entire the entire truth of the universe, which is related to the truth of the waker, the dreamer, the sleeper. So it is your truth. It's the truth of universe. It's the truth of Ishvara. That is Om. One word says it all. And so, of course, the Upanishad begins with a prayer of already the Atharva Veda prayer is there. No problem. But in addition, we have one more prayer here. A short one says, Om. Very nice. Why to pray? Mangala Suchakam. Its sound is auspicious. You keep saying Om, Om, Om. You feel good about yourself. Yeah. You feel good. You feel, you know, a little less burdened perhaps. Because it has that, it has that auspicious effect. And why does it have that auspicious effect? And the next word also, Atha. Atha literally means thereafter. But that also has an auspicious effect. There is a story in the Puranas that Lord Shiva, Bhagavan, told this Brahmaji, all is one, but this is a story, okay? Yeah. So Bhagavan told Brahmaji, go ahead and create this universe now. And Brahmaji said, Om, Atha, and the whole thing was created. Omkarascha Atha Shabdascha Dvavetav Brahmanav Pura Kantham Bhitva Viniryatav Tasman Mangalikitasmat Mangalkau Ubhau Tasman Mangalika Ubhau So there are two words which are auspicious Om and Atha. Why? Because in the making of this universe, in the creating of this universe, what happened? These are the two words that escaped the throat, even without him desiring it. Escaped the throat of the creator, Brahmaji, spontaneously. And would you agree that the Jagat is well done? Yeah. So even Brahmaji thought, not bad. Shabash, he told himself. I have made a good Jagat. Om, Atha. These are the words that came along with the Jagat. And so therefore what these are considered. Since the Jagat is Pujya, it is nothing but the limitless whole in this myriad of names and forms all so wonderfully thought out. No, it's not wonderful. What you are saying this Jagat is wonderful. That's why I am here. Because I don't like the Jagat. <laughs> Jagat is a source of pain and sorrow. That's why I'm hoping this one month course will help me. What are you meaning it's wonderful? It is wonderful. You know why? Because it brought you here. Mm. Huh? That was the purpose. So it brought you here. So of course it is wonderful. It's making you pursue the most exalted of the knowledge. You know, through the, the, the greatest technological innovation, you know, the computer, internet. We are enjoying the, the, the best way we can enjoy the internet by accessing the inner net. That's what we are doing. <laughs> so it is. Uh, it has brought you here. You know, screaming, pushing, crying, shoving. You have arrived here. And so the purpose has been fulfilled. 
So therefore we have to see that even disorder is part of the order. So this whole Jagat is flawless expression of Bhagavan, an orderly expression of Bhagavan and therefore Om and Atha hold you know great reverence and great Sujaka means the indicators, they are the greatest of indicators of auspiciousness. Another reason why they are auspicious is because we say it in the beginning, correct? So that the work is auspicious. But who cares about the beginning? The beginning becomes important only when it ends well, correct? Mm -hmm. Who cares if it begins well or not? You know, if it has a good ending, then obviously it is well wrapped up it has seen the conclusion and the culmination of whatever it needed, wherever it needed to take, you know, and wherever it needed to take the, the, the person, the student. And so it is well done. And so when you say Om Atha, the beginning is ensured, yes, but the end is also ensured. What kind of end? A very successful end. And that's why either Om or Atha is used. But this we are hearing both the terms together. So it's double auspiciousness for us. <laughs> double auspiciousness. Like for example, sometimes Om is used. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha. Where Om is used. Athato Dharma Jignasa. Dharma Sutras are there. Atha, Ataha, you know, Dharma Jignasa. Athato Brahma Jignasa in the Brahma Sutras. But here what? Om Atha. Very nice. You know? And then Om Atha. Om is a Mangala Vachaka for this reason. And since we are studying the most auspicious of knowledges, knowledge bases, actually speaking, we can't call, you know, knowledge of uh, uh, some something, you know, knowledge of uh, anything, branch, like philosophy, psychology, we cannot call it knowledge. We cannot call it knowledge because in reference to the Upanishad, all that is just information. Knowledge means this. You know, and so here what happened? Ashvalayana. Who is Ashvalayana? I just told you. And what did you do? So, uh, we'll see the words later. Uvaja. You know, the way to decode the um, Upanishad is to understand the... is to catch hold of the verb. That is the best way to understand. So, how do you catch hold of the verb? You go uvaja. Uvaja means said. A long time ago. Meaning this is not happening now. Yeah. A long time ago he said. What did he say? You know that will come to later. There are a few other qualifying words that, that, that are needing to be addressed here. So how did he say? Samupetya uvacha. Some means what? We, we saw that in the last Sanskrit class. Yeah. Well done, nicely done. Some upa, some and some plus upa plus in gatau. 
in the sense of going. So how did he go? He went very well and he went close, Upa. <laughs> to what? To the teacher of course. <laughs> Samupetya means he approached the teacher as the teacher should be approached. There are certain rules in the tradition, you know, how to approach the teacher, how to deal with the teacher, how to talk to the teacher. There are certain rules and they are not given just for the sake of pastime, you know. Because there is a direct connection between the reverence for the knowledge and the reverence for the one who is transmitting the knowledge. Whether it be the Shastra or whether it be the person who is transmitting the knowledge of the Shastra, the teacher. So in either case, that reverence is really a reverence for the self. Mm. Because if I want the knowledge that much, then only I will get it. And I trust myself and I want this so much that I am going to make sure that I am in the correct place and I have the, the deepest regard for the teacher and the teachings. So here Ashwalayana looks like he knew what he was doing. He didn't have to read a manual, you know. Somebody asked me, is there a manual of how to deal with a teacher? <laughs> I said, maybe you should write one. <laughs> so, you know, we don't need we don't need manual because this is automatic for us. <laughs> we don't need a manual because this comes automatically. Why? You see the elders in the tradition how they deal with the teachers and then you imbibe that through osmosis. You know, you see other people and you also learn very quickly. And so here, the Ashvalayana looks like he had read the manual. <laughs> Meaning, he was very well studied in the tradition. He was observant and plus he had great regard for the Vidya, Brahma Vidya, Atma Vidya, the knowledge of Brahman, the knowledge of oneself. And so that he did not have to be told a few things. He did not have to be told, you need a teacher. That came naturally to him. He did not spend a lot of time roaming around, running around uh, false, you know, false leads, following false leads. This is what the jiva does in life. Oh, there, something shines. Let's run after it. Maybe that will make me fulfilled. Oh, look here. There is, uh, you know, they teach you how to breathe and you can breathe your way to moksha. Only $750 per weekend, you know. <laughs> you run there because you're so desperate. You know, desperate feelings call for desperate measures. And so, you know, the person swallows a pumpkin, swallows anything possible. Run here, helter-skelter. And after several thousand lifetimes, then you say, oh, maybe I have missed it. Maybe I'm not doing something. I have a strange feeling I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. But that was not the case with our uh, uh, protagonist, our hero of the Upanishad. Who is that? Ashvalayana. Ashvalayana did not waste time running around, you know, beating around bushes, you know, following false uh, red herrings and following, you know, silly leads. Which, which are a dead-end leads, which dead-end leads that don't lead you anywhere. Ashwalaya straight away decided. And, and look, this is what the Upanishad wants us to see, the emotional maturity that must have been there to have bypassed all these needless seeking, to have honed in on what the problem is, and not only that, 
to have had the wherewithal, the, the discrimination and the discernment to not only look at the problem, but also know that the solution was not found by oneself, that one needs help. Even though he was such a great sage, he did not shy away from seeking help mm. and he went straight to the teacher. He did not say, oh, I'm too good to, you know, know I know everything. Because this often happens. With famous people, that's what happens. And in the in another Akhyaika, where, what does this remind you of? Chandogya Upanishad, Bhuma Vidya. And there in the seventh chapter of the Chandogya Upanishad, we have Narada approaching Sanat Kumara. And Narada again says, you know, I, I'm, I know everything, but Shojami, I still am subject to sorrow. Then Sanat Kumara asks, what do you know? And he lists a big list of everything. I know Rig Veda, I know Yajur Veda, I know Sama Veda, I know Atharva Veda. As a scholar, as a Pandit, I know Shiksha, I know Kalpa, Vyakarna, you know, everything I know. And Sanat Kumara has a hearty laugh. But still Narada doesn't get offended and run away. He could have got offended. What are you? you are, I thought you were going to teach me. But here you are laughing at my expense. No. He stayed there and gained the knowledge. He stayed there, you know, and did that. And so that, that, that just shows that no matter how famous one is, one can still suffer from self-ignorance. Self-ignorance is not that it spares the people who have a lot of money or it spares the people who are famous. No. You can be a rishi but still have self-ignorance. Rishi means you are highly evolved in certain ways and you have a way of uh, looking at the subject matter and, and you are a duradarshi. You can see things far away and you can make some conclusions that are good for, uh, you know, that helps the, the people in the jagat. But still you can suffer from self-ignorance. And to show that no one is exempt, they have taken Ashwalayana here. And he is not only an exalted sage, but a very exalted student who does not need any, appear to need any cues. This is how you should approach, oh dear, you need a teacher. And this is what you should do the teacher. You know, don't be, you know, don't uh, slap the teacher on the back and say, yo teacher, you know, you have to treat the teacher properly. All this instruction he did not need. Straight away he approaches the tree teacher properly, vidhivat, according to the laid down guidelines. And then what? Uvacha asks. And then a little bit about the teacher. Because if the student is so exalted, the teacher is not also some person off the street. Correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although if you know Brahma Vidya, that is all that you need. But here we are talking of a story to inspire the people to study this Upanishad. So the teacher is also none other than Lord Brahmaji himself. And that is shown by Ashvalayanaha Parameshtinam Parameshtinam Bhagavantam Uvacha Upasametya Uvacha So the teacher is described by two words. You know, the teacher is described by one word which is Parameshtinam Parameshti and Bhagavantam, both in second case. Bhagavantam means what? Bhagavan. Yeah. So this exalted student here in the story approaches 
the, the teacher that is most exalted. Parameshti means Grand Guru. Yeah. So you have Guru means the person who you are studying from is Guru. Then their Guru is Paramaguru. And their Guru's Guru is Parameshti Guru. So here Parameshti means the Guru, the, the Maha Guru, the great Grand Guru of all beings. Is none other than Lord Brahmaji. Not to be confused with Brahman, that's why I say Brahmaji. And this Brahmaji, you know, is also described by another word. What is that? Bhagavantam. Second case of the word Bhagavan. Bhagavan, Bhagavantau, Bhagavantaha, Bhagavantam. That. Bhagavan. And what is Bhagavan? Who is Bhagavan? The one who has Bhaga. Correct? Because the word, the, the suffix van means the wielder of, the haver of. So if you say balavan, the one who has balam, what is balam? Strength. You know, dhanavan, this everyone knows. The one who has dhana, what is dhana? Wealth. And then bhagavan is who? The one who has bhaga. Who is this bhaga? What is this bhaga? The bhaga is sixfold virtues in limitless measure. That is called bhaga. This is according to the, you know, shastra. And what are the sixfold bhagas? One is aishwaryam. Aishwaryam means overlordship. Which is unsurpassed. There is no one else to lord this overlord. Overlordship. The complete overlordship. Samagram. Everything. Total. And then Shri. Shri means all the resources. Not just money. Happiness. Abundance. Prosperity. Everything. That's why Lakshmi is married to the Lord. <laughs> the Goddess Lakshmi. And as, as long as you know that, you are okay. If you start thinking Lakshmi belongs to me, you are in trouble because she belongs to the Lord, not to you. Yeah. That's why she keeps going away. <laughs> she goes back to where she belongs. And that's why she's seen as elusive. So, Aishwaryam, Shri, and then Jnanam, Samagram, Jnanam. All knowledge. That's why we say Bhagavan is Sarvagnyaha. Sarvavit knows Chinese. That's why you can pray to Bhagavan in Chinese. Yeah, you can offer Chinese food as Naivedya. You know, they do that in China. Where else? You know, they're not going to sit and make modaks. They will make something else, which is their own modak. So, in China, they will, you know, worship in their own way. In Tibet, they will worship in their own way. So, Bhagavan knows all languages, all cultures. So, Samagram, Jnanam. A, a, a conscious entity who is totally free of all ignorance. Jnanam. Whose knowledge is not tainted by ignorance at all. And then, how many have we finished? Three. You know. Then, Samagram, Vairagyam. What is Vairagyam? Dispassion. That is why 
when you make an offering of 108 ladus to Bhagavan Krishna, he does not eat a single one. He leaves all that for you. That is why you can offer. Because total vairagya. If supposing he started to eat, nobody would offer 108. They will just say one is enough. But he leaves everything for you. He just sniffs it, that's all. Devaha Paroksha Priyaha. The Bhagavan is always remotely pleased by just this remote laddus just being waved under the nose. Doesn't have to eat to feel satisfied. And so here too, Samagram Vairagyam is not, even though the owner of all overlordship, the owner of all wealth and resources is not attached to that wealth. Then, Samagram, Balam, all strength belongs to whom? And finally, Samagram, Viryam. Viryam means Samarthyam, the ability to project the universe, the ability to sustain the universe, the ability to take back the universe when its time is up is called Viryam. Usually what happens, you know, you are good at starting something. There are many people who start the project. You ask them to run it, they run away. They don't like to run it. They will start it, leave it half-baked and go away. Then there are some people who are hopeless at starting projects. You give them a ready-made project, they will run it. But don't ask them to start it. Then there are people, certain other people, who can neither start nor run. What are they good at? They are only good at joining a demolition crew. <laughs> You ask them to wind up stuff and destroy things, they will come and wind everything up. Like Lord Rudra, they will wind the whole thing up. Yeah. Rudra winds up the Jagat and so this person winds up everything. They are good at that. So that shows the weakness of the Jiva. Either one is good at one thing or two things, but the one who has full, you know, say over all these three functions without any problem, is Bhagavan. So this is Bhagavan, the, the whole. And here, Bhagavantam sam, Samupetya Parameshtinam Samupetya This Bhagavan he approached and also, this is a little um, fun here because the Guru is also referred to as Bhagavan. Why? Because the Guru teaches about what? Bhagavan. And the Guru teaches about Bhagavan is non-separate is seen as non-separate from the Bhagavan that the Guru is teaching about. So therefore, the Guru is addressed as Bhagavan. This is also made very, very clear. And so he uvacha. What did he uvacha? Let us, <laughs> let us look at the next line. Kya bola? What did he say? Adhi hi Bhagavan. He Bhagava. He Bhagavan. Bhagavan means what? You know, Bhagavan is the vocative case of Bhagavan. You don't say Bhagavan, you say Bhagavan. You know, so it's the vocative case. So when you call out to Bhagavan, when you refer to Bhagavan as Bhagavan is the Karta, then you say Bhagavan. But if you call out to Bhagavan, Oh Lord, where are you? Then you say Bhagavan. So he says, Hey Bhagavan, Adhihi. Adhihi means, please teach me. And the word teach is a very interesting word. With regard to the Brahma Vidya, this is so fascinating. With regard to the word Brahma Vidya, Atma Vidya, self-knowledge, the word 
adhihi is very important because it says something. It says mother thumbs mara. Please remember for your my sake. Remember what? How you were taught. Mm. Remember what was it that you learnt? How did your teacher teach you? Recall that time when you were a student and please teach me. Because the teacher of Brahmavidya has a big responsibility and what is that responsibility? To remove the self-ignorance. To remove self-ignorance, that's a huge responsibility. And the removal of the self-ignorance comes along with a certain vidhivat. There is a certain pedagogy that comes along with the teaching. So it's not just the teaching, the methodology is also inherited from the teacher. How to remove the ignorance? And so he says, please recall all that. And, you know, and teach. Because it's a big job. Because we have to teach someone who is convinced that they are not the whole. You have to teach them, you are indeed the whole. <laughs> so there's a lot of, you know, wrong notions, stubborn notions, fears, resistances, blocks, hopelessness, helplessness, discouragement, and all that has to be just sifted through and penetrated through and then the teaching has to take place. And so therefore, very humbly he asks, Adhihi Bhagavan, Adhihi Bhagavan, what Adhihi? Because he could want to know so many things, you know, how to make chapatis, Adhihi, how did you learn from your mother? How to make chapati is Indian flatbread. So, how to make flatbread adhihi? No, that is not what he is asking. What is he asking? Adhihi what? Brahma vidyam adhihi. So, he knows what to ask for. That there is such a knowledge called Brahma vidya. He knows. And that there is such a teaching, he knows. So, Brahma vidyam, second case. Object, Adhihi, please teach me this Brahmavidya. And when did he ask this? Atha, the second word, meaning of the word Atha, which comes after Om. He asked thereafter, Atha Uvacha. Therefore, thereafter. What is this thereafter? Meaning, having led a full life. Having led a life of where he was pursue, where he might have been pursuing various things, what kind of things? Dead end things that left him deadened to life, where he was pursuing useless things because he did not know what to pursue. He did not know that what he really wanted was not one more thing. But to stop being wanting. What one really wants is to stop being wanting. And so therefore the word Atha shows the qualifications that Ashvalayana while asking is already endowed with. And what are those qualifications? The basic minimum qualifications for studying this teaching. Every knowledge begs some prerequisites. You know, you can't go from high school and say, I'm going to do my master's degree. 
what will happen? Nothing will happen. You have to have a graduate, you know, you have to have a, you have to go to college. You have to have a bachelor's in order to gain the master's degree. And similarly, you cannot just say, I'm going to go for a PhD. I'm going to go for some calculus when I barely can add two numbers. You cannot do that. So everything has a prerequisite. And for Brahma Vidya also, there are certain prerequisites, which Ashvalayana we see is very much endowed. Even in the whole approach, we see the endowment of all those qualifications. You know, and those qualifications are only four in number. See, we don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah, only four. Four things you can get. And this being Kali Yuga, we don't wait till the qualifications are gained in order to go to the teacher. <laughs> because what will happen if that's the case? Yeah, <laughs> the knowledge will never be imparted. <laughs> so, in the, in the olden times, you know, if the student came unprepared, uh, the, the teacher would immediately give a key. What key? The master key that unlocks the master key that unlocks that knowledge knowing which everything is known? No. The key to the cow shed. Yeah. Go and make some patties. Yeah. Cow dung patties. And take the cows for a wash. Take them to the water. Take them to graze. And let them come back. And usually there would be 10 cows. And the teacher would say 10 cows or one cow. In one story there is one cow in the Chandogya. And the teacher says, I'll see you when they are 400. And the boy's name is Satyakama. And Satyakama means the lover of truth. <laughs> and this boy is just thinking, oh my God, how am I then? You know, I'll be an old man by the time he's given one cow. And I'll see you. When is the next class? Oh, Guru, when is the next class? After you... You know, after this cow, then just a few, you know, little while, we'll take a break. When is the next class? After this cow, is, it becomes 400. Finished? You know? Yeah, what to do? Because the, the qualifications are not there. And the qualifications have to be gained. When the qualifications is nine-tenth of the knowledge, the knowledge is just one small little fraction, really speaking. And the qualifications have to be, you know, really taken seriously. And that's why the Upanishad has some fascinating stories. Indra, the king of heaven, goes again to Prajapati, same teacher, you know. And there in the 8th chapter of the Chandogya Upanishad, Indra doesn't, is not qualified by the word Adha. So, <laughs> Adha Indra Uvaja, no. <laughs> no Adha there. Indra is, you know, full of, ah, I am the, I am the cat scream. I am the ruler of the universe. And I just, you know, I have, I have some pelf. I have power. And I, I'm greatly worshipped. Every yajna says, Indraya Swaha and Idam Namava. And so, I am, I am like this. And Indra goes. And along with him, this is very metaphorical. Along with him. The king of the demons also goes. Because the king of the demons is a very insecure fellow. Indra goes for self-knowledge. And the king of the demon is really a copycat. He does whatever Indra does. So his name is Virochana. He also goes. 
and Indra, you know, puts on some vibhuti, you know, to approach the teacher, takes a shower and puts on vibhuti. And Virochana also puts on vibhuti, looks like a zebra, so many <laughs> stripes. <laughs> then Indra prostrates before the teacher. Virochana also being the copycat prostrates before Prajapati. Prajapati is sitting quietly. And certainly he is not going to give the knowledge to the king of the demons. Imagine if the king of the demons is told, you are Akarta, you are not responsible for your actions. But <laughs> already he is unleashing a reign of terror. There is no dharma, there is no understanding. Imagine if he is told that, he will say, yeah, I knew that. Already I knew that. I am glad that the Guru has also confirmed it. And he will go unrepentant and, you know, put the world in even more peril. So Prajapati was very clear he is not going to give the knowledge. And then what? They both say we are ready for class. So Prajapati says, okay, class is fine. We will have class. Om Sahana Bhavatu, Sahana Bhunaktu, Sahadiryam Karavabhai. It's a one-syllable, monosyllabic class. He says, Da. What? Question. Hello? What? Om Purnavada Purnavidam. End of class. Wait, wait, wait. We didn't understand. When is the next class? After 33 years. 33 years? I am already 66. So, what do you mean 33 years? After 33 years, come back. What should I do? The way to the cow shed is through the back of the ashram. So, for 33 years, do seva to the cows. And the hope, and I think the there is an abiding presence of cow seva. And now, you know, there is an expression. And I am starting to think that if you do seva to the cows, you stop having a cow. <laughs> Our cow having a cow is an expression, various grudges. Mm. So if you do seva to the cows, you stop having a cow of grudges. You stop having grudges and you and you become a person who is ready. So the person is able to do anything for the sake of the knowledge. This is the kind of a person, this is the kind of qualifications we are talking about. This is what is called Mumukshutvam. I'm not going in order because this mm -hmm. is much more. It's alive if we do it this way. I'll do anything for the sake of the knowledge because my desire level for this teaching is so high that I'm able to gain this knowledge no matter what. Mumukshutvam. And this Mumukshutvam really is Jignasutvam. What is Jignasutvam? The desire for teaching. Mumukshutvam, the desire to be free from a sense of want and for that sake I need the teaching because I cannot learn it otherwise. This is Jignasutvam. Any questions? If Brahmaji is the author of such, gives us such precious knowledge, why is he so little worshipped in India? Mm -hmm. That is a very good question because gen there is a, you know, there is a Puranic story that, uh, that he, he had a curse from Lord Shiva. But that's not the real reason. The real reason is Brahmaji is seen as the maker of the Jagat. Correct? So the Jagat means Samsara. So we, we don't really worship more Samsara. <laughs> we want to resolve the Samsara. That is the real reason.
knowledge is Brahman, only Paravidya or no, Aparavidya is Brahman. Everything is Brahman, but Brahman is not Aparavidya. That's what we have to understand. What is the num significance of the number 33? No, it's a long time to gain Brahmavidya, that's all. Just an arbitrary number, could be 36, could be, you know, doesn't matter. I just said some number, and Upanishad has some number, it's just an arbitrary number. Virochana symbolizing a person who has partial knowledge. No, he has no knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, partial knowledge is no knowledge. This knowledge of the whole is impartite and whole. So you can't have partial knowledge. That is called Ardhandanyaya in the, in the Sanskrit uh, Vishastra. Ardhandanyaya means you have somebody gives you, may, may gave this person an egg and said this is from my own hen. Please accept this egg. And so the person saw it was a beautiful big egg and he made a decision in his mind he said, half the egg I will make an omelette and the other half I will keep it under some hay for hatching. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this is called Ardhandanyaya. So, you can't do that with Brahma Vidya. So, if you know a little bit of Brahma Vidya, you still don't know. Either you wholly know it or you are wholly ignorant. Okay? Yeah. You can have levels of clarity. That's all. You can't have levels of Om Pur Namadak Pur Namidam Pur Nath Pur Namadachate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om